I'm Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is Reading Women, a podcast inviting you to reclaim half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women. And today we have a special interview for you with Holly and Rosie of Books on the Subway. We have been massive fans of Books on the Subway for a long time. When I first saw their account, I was like, oh, I wished I lived in New York so I could find random books on the subway. <laughs> exactly. It's like, can I just move to New York just just to find books on the subway? Is that possible? Exactly, exactly. So it was really cool to get to talk to them and hear the story about how it started, how it actually started in the UK and then moved over to New York. And it's just, they're just really fun to talk to. Yeah, I had no idea that there was a global initiative, uh, that there were like different initiatives in the different countries, so like Books on the Rail in Australia and Books on the Underground was the first one started by Holly, and uh, she joined Rosie in New York and just all of that backstory. It was it was really fun, and I've I really enjoyed talking to other book sh- initiatives on the Booktronet, so it was cool to hear. And how and hearing how they got started. Well, we could tell you more about who they are and how they started this, but why don't we let them tell their own stories? So without further ado, here is Rosie and Holly of Books on the Subway. Uh, so we have with us today Holly and Rosie of Books on the Subway. So welcome. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. And we're so excited that you all have your own podcast now. I know that I think your account was one of the first Bookstagram accounts I really started following oh, really? religiously. So it's exciting to have you all. Yay. That's great to hear. Yeah. It's been running for a while, but like very small in the beginning and suddenly a big explosion. So <laughs> we value our veteran followers. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to, you know, have the access to like a city public transportation. So just so I can leave books on the subway. Like that is the only reason. Hey, if you ever decide to move to New York, let us know. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so but before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. So I'm Holly Fraser. I'm the founder of Books on the Underground and I guess Books on the Move Global. So I moved to New York in 2015 and I'll hand over to the other person staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> so my name's Rosie. I I founded Books on the Subway in New York in 2013 after finding out about Books on the Underground in London. And once Holly moved here two years afterwards in 2015, we've been tag teaming and doing this together um, and growing it to where it is now. That's really cool that you all were like internet friends and yeah, now in Twitter friends. real life friends. It's so awesome how that we're happens. We're Twitter friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> we're not best like, friends, <laughs> but we're Twitter <laughs> friends. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm joking. That's actually in reference to a book we ju- we're actually reading at the minute for our <laughs> Off the Rails book club, and it's all about best friends. And we we've just had a big best friend debate. <laughs> but Holly and I basically talk to each other all day more than I talk to my husband <laughs> to any of other my, uh, any other friends. We're like constantly on G Chat, WhatsApp, I li- I li- every yeah. Every, everything we can sometimes be talking on whatsapp and gchat and i get like a shudder when i see Rosie's <laughs> name. i'm like oh god what's gone wrong i, think yeah. I have like four different channels we're always talking <laughs> on at the same time so 
Oh, I mean, if you want to count that, we also sometimes are messaging on Instagram between like books on the subway and Holly's personal account and books on the subway and poses. Like we need one channel to communicate and be done with it. It's a lot of work in the background to get a, an, an Instagram account running. Definitely, that's that's very true. Very true. So then, books on the underground started first. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, like, how did that come about? Could you kind of tell the story about how you started that? Yeah. So I, so I got a new job in London, and I started taking a longer commute to work. So it was taking like an hour to get to work. I was going from like East London to West London. And I started reading again and I was just like, do you know what? I actually really like this commute because it was one train and I got to read a book every day and it made me fall in love with reading again. I was like, I wasn't making enough time for reading. And I started to notice other people on the train reading and I'd kind of like keep track on what people were reading. Like, I'm going to read that next. And then I just kind of was like, it'd be awesome if you could just pick up a book on the subway and take it home and read it for someone else I guess in my head I had this idea that'd be like little love notes in the books for people who'd found it um so like anything I talked about it for a really long time and actually my boyfriend was just like stop talking about it do it so I was like okay I'm gonna do it so I made the sticker and it just said take me read me and return me for someone else and I started it on Twitter so this was about 2012 and yeah I just started I guess originally I started with just books from my bookshelf. At first I thought, oh, it's going to be only books I would read and I'm going to leave all these amazing books I read and then I realised there's millions of people in London and they're all reading different books. So I started going to like secondhand bookshops and replenishing my stock and just leaving them on the subway. And then, yeah, one day someone tweeted like, oh my God, I found the book you left. And I was like, that's it, I've done it. I've made it (laughs) successful. Someone's found a book, I'm super happy. And then from there it just kind of... Um, I think like a a little blog called London for free did one post on Facebook about it and said like did you know you can find books for free on the underground and from that kind of publishers well uh, very unique publishers (laughs) reached out Um, I always tell this story called Mills and Boone and it's like historical romance um it's kind of an embarrassing book to read on your travels <laughs> you kind of want it on a kindle and they were like we want to do a partnership and I was like oh my god that's amazing all I wanted was some free books <laughs> uh but this is literally gonna ruin the idea I can't leave all these books so I was like look let's do something for valentine's so we did a week of valentine's and I made it love on the underground and just left mills and boom and off the back of that then like small up like authors reached out, independent publishers, and then bigger publishers. And then Rosie reached out from New York and said she wanted to start it here. And the rest is history. Yeah, I was like, hey, I found out about this on Facebook and I really, really like the idea. Do you mind if I set it up in New York? And Holly was great. She actually not only, you know, gave me the green light, she helped me design a sticker. She put me in touch with a couple of authors that she knew um, based on, you know, I don't know if they were all all UK based, but there were a couple of authors she set me up with. And from there, you know, we started Books on the the Subway in New York in um, 2013 and just been running it since then. And then we met a year later. You were here for work. We met. We had a brunch or something. It was really awkward. And then, 
It was in I was like, media. Mm, this girl off Twitter. Text my friends. <laughs> I'll text you when I get back if I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then you moved for work uh, in 2015, and uh, we are we've been doing it together ever since. Thank God, because one person cannot do this. <laughs> Yeah, no, one per- it's impossible to do because with the scale it's at now and the amount of work we're doing, I think we need like three more people <laughs> oh, wow. helping out. Yeah, we really. <laughs> I mean, we're because I, I mean, we're doing this as a side thing. Uh, we both have full time jobs. So this is something we do around work, around our lives, around our families. So it's re- it, it, it's honestly a full time job that we're doing as a side job. We definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. You talked about how you both started uh, books on the subway and books on the underground on social media. And, and now you've recently started a podcast, which is amazing. We're all here for podcasts, obviously. So how did you decide that you wanted to take this initiative that had been on social media and on like physically leaving books to a podcast medium? Well, I think we actually have to give all the credit to Brianna, who sat here in the room. We always kind of knew we wanted to bring a more human element, and we started doing that in kind of our monthly book clubs, talking about book clubs. And Brianna, who runs Gotham Podcast Studio, reached out to us after we did a book drop with Busy Phillips, and was like, have you guys ever thought about doing a podcast? And we were like, never. (laughs) Is this a joke? (laughs) Didn't even... Is this for real? Yeah, we were like, what do we even talk Um, about? And so we came in and it took about maybe half an hour for Brianna to convince us we could talk about books and um, book finders and all these things that happen in New York and reading. And it's been amazing because not only were we able to talk about the books we're reading, talk about the stuff that we love, uh, we've been meeting a lot of authors that we've dropped books for and also the even cooler part is we've met so many book finders. So people who've met, who've uh, found our books over the years, we've reached out to them on Instagram and on Twitter and asked them if they want to talk to us about their experience. We met a few in person who came here to the studio and spoken to others on the phone. So it's been kind of like bringing books on the subway overground in a way, in a way, and just like seeing the humans behind it and talking to them and putting that, you know discussion in place versus just like everything visual with leaving books on the subway and taking a picture yeah and like knowing that it's kind of doing what we initially set out to do so many people like oh I found this book I would never have read it and they're reading different things and it's like sparked their love of reading yeah some of the book finders we've spoken to told us like oh my god I found this just at the right time I was having like a their career was not like in a good place and the book really helped. So listening to all of these stories, we always loved seeing them on, um, on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter, but actually talking to the people, having a conversation about what the book changed in their life or, you know, even if it didn't really change anything, it's just like, you know, open their eyes to a new author, a new genre. It's just been very, very interesting and eye opening. That's really fantastic because, as you mentioned, like leaving a book, you don't know who's going to pick it up or who's going to find it and what they're going to think about it. So it's really cool that you get to talk to people and let them share their stories. What would you say is like the fav- your favorite story that you've heard from someone who's found a book? I think the story, my one of my favorite stories is the Book of Joy story. So the Book of Joy is a, 
a book by Desmond, the bishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Oh, I thought it was Dalai Lama. And Dalai Lama. It was both of them. <laughs> Basically, the woman who uh, found the book wrote us and said she um, she was going through a very rough phase in her life. She was very unhappy and she, um, you know, w- things are not going well for her. And she found that book and she felt like it was made and meant for her to pick up. And when she read it, she felt a lot better about what was going on with her and kind of it was a little bit of a bright spot in her life. So definitely some a story that I cherish, um, especially because, you know, it's a book about make, being happier and, you know, the fact that it changed that woman's outlook on life in the stages where she was at, I think, is a great story. I think that's so great. I mean, I'm sure you have dozens and dozens of stories of the books that you leave. And just hearing that must be wonderful. Uh, but how do you choose the books that you leave on the subway or, or the underground? That's probably the hardest part of the job. <laughs> um, we kind of... So first off, we try to keep it everything from independently published authors through to kind of the bigger publishing houses who want to get books out there. And then as well as that, we like to have like a diverse range of genres. Um, So everything from kind of nonfiction, like self-help through to fiction and kind of really current like pop culture books of the moment. Um, So we just like to try to make sure there's something out there for everyone. So what we do mostly is we get publishers and authors who reach out to us and they tell us which books they would like to share with um, people on the subway. And we just take a look. And I mean, in general, we try and avoid anything that's going to be controversial or something that's going to be very, you know, specific, like medical books, because we've had a few people reach out about medical books. Um, but other than that, you know, we we don't want to impose our own opinions about the books because this is New York City. There's nine million people here and ho- however many more million who work here every day. So every, every single di- person likes a different type of genre. So we want to keep it as general as we can and as varied as we can so that we can try and appease everyone. That's Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, how many books would you say that you think that have ended up on the subway over the years that you all have been doing this? You know, we really should do that math if we look at like our our tracker. I feel like last time we counted it was over like 3,000. Oh my God, for sure. Ever since the beginning. So we do like, at the minute we do about 20 to 30 titles a day of the same title per day. Okay. Um, So we send it to like... We'll send it out to our volunteers and the volunteers are in different places in the city and they'll have like five copies to leave on their travels. So that'll be 50 copies. So today we did 20 copies of the temp. Tomorrow we're doing, oh, what are we doing tomorrow? I'm actually, I'm actually doing the math now. Hang on one second. Oh, last year we did 4,718 books. In 2018. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's doing this math. Well, I'm, I'm going go with, with our that. tracker and I just added up. Oh. Oh, wow. What? Oh, my God. Last year we did 4,000 <laughs> yeah, books. 4,700 books. You know, we never really quantified it before. So this is like both Holly and I are I staring. I know what you just did. You just went on the spreadsheet and put total at the Oh, my God. That but is like, insane. You have to see our faces right now. We both just realized <laughs> what we've done. <laughs> yeah, we need to cut back on this. This is too no, many No, I mean, they're all going. <laughs> 
<laughs> 4,700 books. Never too many. Never. And we'll be back with more from our conversation with Holly and Rosie from Books on the Subway after a word from our sponsor. The sponsor for this episode of Reading Women is The Great Courses Plus. The books we read introduce us to new subjects, fresh perspectives that we want to know more about, which is why we love The Great Courses Plus and want you to check it out too. With this streaming learning service, we are learning from knowledgeable and passionate experts about virtually anything that interests us. I'm really into writing and cooking, and so I can find both of those on The Great Courses Plus and so much more. And with the flexibility of The Great Courses Plus app, I can watch along with the videos or I can just listen. It's pretty great. And one of the courses that we're excited about is Heroes and Legends, the Most Influential Characters of Literature. And this 24 lecture video series covers a wide range of characters from all kinds of classic literature, ranging from the Odyssey all the way up to Harry Potter. But some of the lectures that we thought were most interesting was one on Elizabeth Bennet from Pride and Prejudice, talking about her relationship with Mr. Darcy as a realistic Cinderella story, but also a lecture on fairy tale heroines, a new style of princesses, which talks about Snow White and Rapunzel and fairy tale heroines and about like the stories that these heroines are meant to teach. So it kind of digs into some of the, even like some of the re- modern retellings of those characters in Angela Carter and Margaret Atwood. We know you're going to love The Great Courses Plus 2, so we've worked out this special limited time offer for our listeners. Get a free trial, plus lock into their lowest price of just $10 per month when you sign up for a three-month plan. That's 50% off the regular price. This is an incredible deal to get unlimited access to The Great Courses Plus, but it's only available for a limited amount of time. So you want to go head over to our special URL. So to start your free month, sign up through our special URL, which is thegreatcoursesplus.com slash readingwomen. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash readingwomen. And of course, all of the information will be linked in our show notes. And thanks again to The Great Courses Plus for sponsoring this episode of Reading Women. We participated in, Kendra and I, in book fairies last year. Was it last year? I think it was a couple years ago. I don't remember. I don't do numbers very well. But, you know, <laughs> so we, we left books, like, just in our in our neighborhoods. And that was a lot of fun just to see. Well, and no one tagged us in them. Like, we wanted them to. But uh, it was fun just to, like, think about who might be picking it up and what they might think about it and, like, what it might make their day. So it's really cool that 4,000-plus people had their day made last year because of it. Yeah. Well, Holly, um, Holly always talks about the serendipity aspect of what we do. Um, you know, it's a book that's meant to be for someone who's there at the right moment, the right time. So that's why, like, a lot of people always ask us, like, oh, my God, I don't find the books and I can't I, I never find the books. Well, I mean, if you think of this, I mean, we're saying 4,700 is huge. But if you think about New York City and how many people take the subway every single day, this is not even a little speck on the radar. So... We always feel like whoever finds that book is meant to find it. Is meant to find it. Someone actually tweeted today. They, did, I don't know if you saw, they found their second oh, really? book. And I'm always like, my mind is blown. And they're like, I found my second book on the subway. I'm like, wow, the chances of that <laughs> happening. Yeah. I feel so like small. that's like Charlie so and the Golden Ticket for the Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. The odds are pretty small. I mean, we've done that a few times, actually. We've left uh, yeah. movie tickets yeah, movie in tickets. some... Um, yeah. In some books, we've we've worked with um, a couple of movie b- books based on movies and um, had ticket giveaways. Oh, that's in them. really cool! I was just thinking, man, that would be like the best day ever. It's like <laughs> a book and a movie. You you can't beat that. So one of the things that we wanted to ask you was, is there anything that has surprised you or an outcome that you didn't expect uh, when you started originally started this project? Oh this still doing it like nearly seven years later and just like seeing how big it became like I don't think Holly or I just expected for it to become so big and for it to be so um and I don't want to make it sound bad but like so labor intensive you know it's really a lot of work um but the reward is great um most of the times I mean we have a love-hate relationship with Instagram's algorithm. But other than that, you know, it's always been amazing to see how people react to our posts, what they say about the books. Mm-hmm. And just the support we get from people. The support has been insane. And, you know, we really appreciate it. And I don't think we would be able to do any of this without it. Because, as I said, like, it just takes a lot of work. And if you don't feel like you're getting that support from your community, from the bookstagrammers, it's not worth it. So just getting their support has been amazing. That's really cool. And like you mentioned that you have some volunteers, like how many volunteers do you have? And like, how did, do they reach out to you or how does that work? Book ninjas. Yeah. I think we have about 80. Do we have more? Yeah, than we about, have about, yeah, we have about 80 something. Yeah. And, and yeah, most people reach out to us. We sometimes put Oh, we did a while back, put a call out on Instagram. Like, does anyone want to be a book ninja? Um, Get in touch. And yeah, they kind of sign up for book drops on our schedule. And then we send them the stickers and the five copies of the book. And they leave them on that day that we specify. And the reason why we love having all of them, one, it's amazing to get, you know, the community involved. Um, And when I say community, I mean New York City, (laughs) like the biggest community ever. Um, But also, like, it helps us spread out. So obviously, Holly and I have our daily commutes, and it's going to get boring to drop the books in the same spots all the time. Um, And it marginalizes the majority of the city. So having so many different volunteers help out, we at least know we're covering more grounds of the subway, regardless of how big or, you know, our book drop is. So um, we always make sure that we try and get people from different areas of New York. So we have people in the Bronx, we have people in Brooklyn, Queens, Astoria. Um, I think the only place we don't have is Staten Island. Um, or do we? I'm not sure. Uh, but yes, so having them has been amazing in terms of trying to reach as many people as we can. So one of our contributors, Jacqueline, is actually a book ninja for a similar project in Australia. Uh, she lived in Melbourne, and so she would be a book ninja, and she talked about leaving um, books um, on, I don't know what their public transportation is called there. Books on the on, rail? Yes, the thank rail. you. <laughs> um, so that was really cool to be able to hear her side. And so I told her about this interview and she was very excited uh, because uh, she's a huge fan. Um, and I think that's so cool that you're getting people involved. And I mean, besides helping you out, it also gets people involved in raising awareness and 
literature for their community and sharing that. I think it's sort of like in suburbia and in rural communities, we have little free libraries uh, that we do. And I think just raising awareness for those and different things. And I really appreciate the different projects that have been going um, on, you know, the book internet to get books out to people. I think, you know, Holly mentioned in the beginning that she also set up books on the Move Global. So the book projects are spreading worldwide at this point. So Books on the Rail is part of Books on the Move. Ali and Michelle started that in Australia. So I think that's probably what Jacqueline um, was a part of. And yeah, I worked with Ali in London. And when she moved back to Melbourne, she she obviously didn't meet me on Twitter. Um, so she actually knew me in real life. And she was like, I want to set this up in Australia. Can I do it? And I was like, yes, please do. Um, and her and her friend Michelle um, set it up out there. And now they've written a book really oh, outdoing wow. the uh, New York branch. They've written a book called The Book Ninja. <laughs> Their book is called The Book Ninja. Um, it's published by Simon & Schuster. So like, yeah. we... It's not published in the US though, unfortunately, but um, we've said we want it on the subway. So we're waiting until it gets published here, which oh, we're cool. going to have them on the podcast soon. But in terms of more book projects, for us, it's been focusing on, you know, you know books on the subway underground, but also continuing to do more things over uh, you know above ground with like book club events we did one recently with uh morgan jerkins and you know the podcast so we've been it's keeping our hands full yeah i think some of my favorite book projects though are um i love the girl in new york who does subway book reviews she interviews people about the book she's reading and i do love little free library I just love the way they make those little houses. I want like a whole garden full of those little houses. So cute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so I think I think I was in Savannah and I saw the cutest one ever. And I think I posted it on Facebook because it was just like, oh, they're so great. I actually want to speak to those guys. I've never don't know how to get in touch with them, but we'll figure so it out. So awesome. But yeah, I mean, there's an insane books to bookstagram community online. So um, do you know? Do we, you guys know of any other? Do you know of any other unique book projects? Well, Little Free Library is the one I think we've been involved with most, plus the book fairies, obviously. And there's different chapters of book fairies, which is basically like, you know, suburbia and rural version of books on the subway. You leave them out and about and they have like little stickers on them. I know I've been looking to try to get a Little Free Library in my neighborhood, but there's like zoning laws and, and different things. But their website has a lovely database and you can go check out and see like if there's a Little Free Library close to you because you register it on their website. So that's pretty cool. I really appreciate that resource. Yeah. Yeah, anything to spread books and spread the love of reading. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know if you could locate them. Because actually yeah. I was in Maine once and we drove out to like this this peninsula, like the end of the road and there was a little free library. And I was like, how does anybody know this is out here? <laughs> um, but now I know you can locate them. There's a map. There's a map to find registered libraries near you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know, anything that shares books that way is... I just think there's really something special about it. And even like you mentioned at the very beginning of our talk about how, you know, reading on the underground kind of helped you rediscover your love for reading. And I feel like that's so true. Like there's something I think special about a book that you just like happen upon or like read in a situation like that that just makes it 
kind of magical maybe because it's like not quite the setting it's you know it's not a library or a bookstore you know so I, I i don't know i always enjoy going to my little free library and just discovering what's there that day because you never know so we always like to ask guests on the podcast to recommend some books by their favorite women writers so uh, do you have any that you would like to recommend yeah i mean i I think one of my favorite books that I've read in the past couple of years um, was Americana. I knew she was going to say that. It's one of my favorites. By Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I hope I did not butcher her name. I read it because it was part of um, the One Book, One New York event that the mayor's office put together. Um, in case you guys don't know, it's basically... Um, they decided that this was the first time they launched this project. It's They put out five books that New Yorkers get to vote on, and the winning book would be the one book, one New York, that everyone would read over a certain period of time. And that book sold out literally everywhere, even Amazon, I think, at one point. It was, everyone was reading that book. And I read it just because it was going on and all of the, what the because of the project, but I did not expect to love it that much. Um, I literally was not able to put it down. And when I did, I was just thinking about it all the time. I just wanted to get back into it and see what's going to happen. So definitely one of my favorites. I think one of my favorites I read recently was Homegoing oh, by Yagi Yassi. That was so good. Yeah. I was going to say Americana too, but yeah, Homegoing was amazing. Um, it was also part, of, it was one of our book club selection. I think it was um, this, uh, or maybe... So, November something like end of last year uh definitely one of the best books I've read too yeah I can't believe y'all Jessie I mean her debut novel I mean she's so talented how 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 mm -hmm. even does someone contain that much talent to write that book the first go around you know right. <laughs> well definitely not us we're not the writers here uh, well, thank you both for coming on the podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate you chatting with us. We are huge fans. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck with your new podcast. We look forward to listening. Thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you. And that's our show. Many thanks to Rosie and Holly for chatting with us today. We had the best time and definitely go check them out on Instagram at Books on the Subway. You can find their other social media there as well. And definitely go check out their website, booksonthesubway.com. And you can also find their podcast in your podcast app of choice. It's called Ride, Read, Discuss with Rosie and Holly. And that is a little Books on the Subway logo there. You can find it. And you will find links to all of this information in our show notes. We would also like to say a special thank you to our patrons whose support makes this podcast possible. You can find Reading Women at readingwomenpodcast.com and on Instagram and Twitter at The Reading Women. You can find Kendra at KD Winchester and me at Autumn Privet. Thank you all so much for listening to Reading Women and we will talk to you soon. Storybound is a podcast where acclaimed writers read their essays and stories, which are then scored by unique and award-winning composers with each episode hosted by myself, Jude Brewer. With Storybound, you'll find a whole array of genres and musical styles, some painful yet sweet or hilarious yet tragic, all brought to you by the podglomerate 
and Lit Hub Radio. Hi, I'm So Panned Up. Hi, I'm Megan Angelo. This is Tommy Orange. This is Amanda Stern. This is Phil Cly. Hello, this is Stephanie Dandler. My name is Chloe Caldwell, and you're listening to Storybound. Storybound. This is Storybound. 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 This is the Storybound podcast. Season two will be arriving on July 14th with new episodes every Tuesday, featuring writers like Stephanie Dandler, Garth Greenwell, Tommy Orange, Chloe Caldwell, and more. Make sure to subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a friend, because the next best thing to hearing a great story is having someone to share it with.